Hi, I'm Dominic Zalstra, and I'm about to have a productive conversation with Mike Vardy. Welcome to a bonus episode of A Productive Conversation. It's me, Mike Vardy, and Dominic Zelstra joins me on the program today. We talk about learning. We talk about Traverse.link, which is an app that he's been working on for quite some time and has developed, shows a lot of promise. And I wanted to shine a bit of a spotlight on him, why he built it, and, you know, the idea of learning and retention. And, I mean, he's not just somebody who built an app. He's an ed tech entrepreneur and polygot. Uh, he helps professionals learn faster and remember more using science-based learning methods. We get into that. And his obsession with learning better started back in 2017 when he'd spent a year studying Mandarin but still couldn't communicate with his Chinese parents-in-law. So he dove deep into the science of learning and developed a learning method that actually worked. And it didn't just work for him. It's worked for others as well. We dive into that and... Again, we dive into the Traverse system. There's lots to get into. Let's just get into it. Here's my conversation with Dominic Zelstra here on A Productive Conversation. Enjoy. Dominic, thanks so much for joining me today on the program. This is this is an interesting um, conversation because this is take two for us to a degree. And it, it's interesting because there's always new forms of technology that emerge that work really well and then... They, they they seem to fill a problem that, that you're looking to solve. And then sometimes they don't fill a problem or they at least create a new one. And it's just fascinating the way software works. Uh, the reason I wanted to chat with you is because you've built some software that solves a problem that you were facing. And it leans right into the productivity space, especially when we're talking about things like PKM, which is a real hot button topic and a real, it, it, it essentially as we are entering a kind of this new renaissance era of productivity, it's kind of replaced this, you know, the iconoclastic like GTD, getting things done method. People are leaning more towards the PKM stuff. Uh, and, and I think you could, it's, it's safe to say it went from like getting things done, Covey planner kind of stuff to bullet journal stuff to now PKM where it kind of ties all those things together. So first off, tell me about what you've built and then tell me why you built it. Yeah, so, so what I've built is basically a, a learning tool. So it is, it's an app that helps you um, accelerate your learning. And uh, it does that in, in a couple of ways, which we can talk about later. But the, the main three, three ways are like note-taking, mind mapping, and um, uh, flashcards. And the, re the reason that I built it is uh, because I, I was facing this problem of learning myself. And it's just that a lot of people in the workplace or in their personal lives, they have to cope with, with continually increasing information, um, basically life, lifelong learning just, just to keep up. Uh, and the, the, the problem that I faced in my personal life is uh, my, my wife is Chinese. And um, whenever I would travel to China with her to, to talk with her friends, with my in-laws in who don't really speak English, like I, I would really struggle to, um, to 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 speak with them because I was trying to learn Chinese, but I, I couldn't because it's it's obviously it's very hard as a lot of a lot of topics nowadays are really hard to learn. Um, and that that's when I basically took back and and uh, step, like stepped back and looked at my learning process and I I discovered like, well it's it's, it's not all that good like the stuff that we that we learn in school it, it doesn't work and I, I dove a bit into like learning science to find out methods that do actually work. Um, and that, that's when I put something together that, that worked for me to learn Chinese. And 
eventually over time, as I wanted to make that process smoother for myself, I turned that into an app, which, which I personally use and which other people can, can use as well, not just to learn languages, but also to learn other stuff like um, medicine, but even stuff like marketing, other, other skills you might need, to need in a workplace. And that's really the core of it is like when we talk about personal knowledge management, it isn't just about um, storage. It's about learning. It's about, and it's about the ability to revisit. So tell me about the, 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 the traverse study system, because it, again, going back to what I started to discuss, the idea of getting things done was a productivity framework and people are like, wow, this thing's amazing. And it is, it, but there are elements of getting things done that existed before getting things done. There are elements of bullet journaling that existed before journaling to a degree, but there's always kind of, it, it's almost like that idea of Bruce Lee and his, his Jeet Kune Do, where he brought in like, you know, absorb what's useful, discard what isn't, add your own. You've kind of done this with the Traverse study system. So can you touch on it? Maybe what what you found, maybe not for yourself so much, because when you build something for yourself, you're solving your own problem. But others that are that have started to follow that path have said, this, this is what I need because it does this for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, it's definitely like that. Like when you first start out, there's so much things you can do to learn better. But we've basically broken it down into um, four, four basic steps uh, and, and built the app around that. And um, the, the, the first the first step is, uh, and this, this is something we talked about in our earlier conversation, yep. but uh, basically called uh, meta learning, where you sit back and you um, basically have a look at, at what you all do. Um, that you read and, and start start connecting them together, and almost drawing it up in, in like in like a, a visual way, and that is that is one of the first um, points as well where the where the mind mapping function of the app um, comes in. So this, this is like the, the meta learning step, um, and then the, the next step, um, and this is this is where it's, where it's quite interesting because this is what what people often get wrong because a lot of people have heard about something called the the forgetting curve. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, if, if, if you don't know, it basically is an exponentially decaying curve that says once, when you first learn something, your recall is like 100%, but after one day, it's like 50%, and after like two days, it's like 25%, and so on. Um, and basically, um, if, you, if you repeat or try to recall, actively recall that information um, like at, at, at opt- optimally spaced intervals, so say like after one day, after five days, whatever, uh, you basically reset that that forgetting curve, um, and and your um, recall will will be back to 100. So, so this is something a lot of people know and and practice nowadays um, using like flashcards, and that, that is actually step three. But step two is is more interesting for me personally mm-hmm. because it is about the, the initial decay of the of the forgetting curve. So we can actually make the forgetting curve decay slower in the first place, so that that Basically, once we've done that, we need to repeat a lot few, uh, fewer times later on. Um, and, and the key to this is something called encoding. So we have short-term memory. Short-term memory can hold around seven items. And then we have long-term memory, which is like virtually unlimited because it stores things in, in like uh, a visual visual kind of way. Right. And um, um and the goal is basically to get that information from short-term memory when you're first reading it into, into long-term memory. Mm-hmm. And encoding is basically uh, is, is that process of transferring it from short-term memory into long-term memory. And we can massively improve 
how much is retained in long-term memory by improving our, our encoding. And improving encoding basically means uh, thinking about, about what you're learning, like put, putting in efforts, um, basically putting in a, like increasing cognitive load almost. It's called like cognitive load theory, like the theory behind it. Right. Um, and it, it means that instead of just reading something and maybe writing it down, you actually... Uh, sit back and, and, and ask questions about it. Like, how does this, this relate to other ideas? Like, how does this relate to my personal life? Um, what, what is my personal opinion about this? Uh, how can I how can I apply this principle in in real life? And as when we when we um, start asking those kind of questions, that we that we get a much clearer picture of what it actually is that we are learning. And it's that that's visual picture that can easily be saved into a long-term memory. And this is much more easily retained than if we just had um, like, like uh, road knowledge, like just a list of words, basically. So before we jump into the third one, why do you think that curve isn't something that people focus on flattening as much or, or, or erasing? Because is it just because we've never been taught to do it that way? Or is it just really, it's a habitual thing that we, that's challenging or a combination of those things? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, so first of all, yeah, this because you're not really taught taught to do this um, in school. I mean, in school, to some degree, it's also not even necessary because we study for an exam, we forget everything and study for the next exam, right? So it's, it's not it's not necessary. Yeah, to, you're studying to, to get the yeah. the grade. You're not studying to learn per se, right? Like in a lot of ways. Exactly, exactly. Like you, you're not studying to to retain for the long term or for for life. Um, so that, that is one thing, like we don't actually learn about it, but then the other thing is like, um, actually like resetting this, the forgetting curve periodically by, by reviewing material or by like flashcard practice, as I talked about, mm -hmm. it's a relatively easy, easy to understand. And it's a, it's a recipe that, that can be easily followed and can be quite easily turned into something, something like an app. Like, like there's, there's lots of flashcard apps out there, which, which do that very well. But, um, the process of actually flattening, flattening that curve initially, uh, which is the process of encoding, where you have to ask all those, those questions and start mapping things out and seeing how they work together. That's not like an easy, easy to follow recipe. So it's, it's, it's much, much harder. So that's, that's, it's, it's not an easy sell. That's well, it's why people also, don't it, talk about it a lot. It, it also <laughs> isn't the thing that it's, it's not quantitative. It's hard to measure, yeah. right? Yeah. So people don't, it's funny. Cause we talk, I've talked about this before with people when it comes to productivity, the idea of like, well, or even writing, um, you know, I think there's that story of the writer that, that works from home and his wife would come home every day from work after working all day and he'd be staring at the window. And she did this, like, week over week this would happen. And she finally got so frustrated. She said, well, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm writing. And uh, and, and that, as a writer, I get that. I mean, you're not going to stare at the window all the time, but writing isn't just the, the sitting in front of the keyboard and, and writing. There's elements to it. There's thinking, there's processing, there's ruminating on things. And that's how we, not it's, it's how we learn long-term retention, like you're talking about. It's how we make sense of, it's sense-making, it's understanding. And there's no, um, there's no immediate payoff for that, right? Like, so that's why it's not, I don't think it's, it's not valued at, you know, out of the gate. It's valued when you've done it. People go, wow, that's amazing. But if you spend time doing it or give focus to that, it's like, wait, what are you doing? Why are you doing, like, get back to work or get, you should be studying. It's like, well, wait, hold on. Like, 
I'm going for a walk while I think about these things, or I've got this journal in front of me and I'm journaling it out, I'm doing it, right? And 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 as we move into the third phase, the flashcards, it's interesting because flashcards, that's early childhood stuff, right? Like that's the stuff that, and yeah. we come back to it. Why Why is that such an integral part? Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepassword.com slash ProductiveConvo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's a good question as well. So first of all, I love that you said like in, in, in the last part, like it's almost like like you go, wow, when when you're when you're uh, mapping things out and like making those connections, right? Because it's like like those those wow moments. That's that that is when learning happens. That are those those flashes of insights, and that's what that's what we should aim for, and that that's what makes the whole learning process fun as well. Right. And and what what like stirs up our, our curiosity. Um, and then as then as you said, in the third the third phrase, that's that's when we move into um, retention. So we have it placed initially in our long term memory at this point, and it's it's. Um, in a in a format that makes it easily retainable so that it doesn't like immediately disappear again and now now the next the next um challenge is to retain that information over a long term and make it accessible um when you need it and yeah that's that's um where techniques like active recall which basically means like testing yourself on information and spaced repetition which is like um uh, spacing out uh, when you recall that information over time um, at, at incre increasing intervals, as I said, like after one day, after five days, after like 30 days. So so you don't have to spend time with it every day. Like actually the, the time you need to spend on, on retaining something becomes less as, you, um, as you've known it for longer. Right. It, yeah. To, to a degree. To agree. I, I agree yeah. with you unless you're trying to go for mastery, right? In which case you want to try to do it on a more... It's it's like habits, right? Like if you do them yeah. every day, you're going to get better and better and better and better and better at them. Meditation be an example, journaling, like you won't, like it'll just feel weird when you don't do it. 
if it's something I believe, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, if it's something that I believe is, like, for me, for, I mean, I read about time and, and productivity every single day, or it, it, to the point where now, and I think this has to go back to my, you know, my, my storytelling days when I was doing comedy and writing, is I always look for, because I study this for a living, I'm always looking for the elements of time or productivity in everyday things, like things that you wouldn't normally correlate. Like I've written pieces where I talk about pro wrestling and time management and people are like, well, how did you make that connection? I'm like, well, I'm interested in pro wrestling. I'm interested. And, and you connect those dots. Right. And it's, I think that it, it, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this is yes. The cadence is the, the, if you, if it's retention for, I believe things that are maybe not uh, inherently necessary for you to have instantly on your fingertips to the point where you want to become a master of it. Like the, you know, the idea of I want to be known as an expert or I want to um, that cadence, you may not want to expose yourself to it less frequently. Does it, does that, does that work in the same way with, with, with the kind of stuff we're talking about here? Yeah, I, I think, to a degree, we're saying the same thing. So the, the cadence that basically um, where where the intervals become larger over time, that is that is for a, sing, a single piece of, of knowledge or information that you want to retain. But, right. but as you said, we want to go to mastery. So we're constantly making those new connections and um, added, adding knowledge, subtracting things that we don't need. And that is basically what, what fills up that time and what we need to do almost per- periodically, as I said, and make, make it make it a, a habit. Mm-hmm. So... It's like if you're a master, you will spend less time on a single piece of knowledge that you that you've learned ages ago, but you will spend exactly the same amount of time on like the the broader scope of whatever it is you're learning. So if it's if it's like copywriting or or yeah. you'll go back to it, you'll go back to the basics because yeah. I yeah. mean you, you have a new sense of wealth and understanding that you may go back to and go, oh, there's something more to this that I missed. Um, it, it's in there's the fourth piece that we need to talk about still. But before we get there, how important is it to have a trusted place or a trusted system so that your brain can focus on the retention, on the practice? Um, I was reading um, uh, about, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, George um, George Leitenberg. He wrote... um, he had what what they called waste books, right? The idea of, which is essentially it could be considered a commonplace book, right? The idea of writing things down, capturing things basically relentlessly. Um, uh, Unfortunately, in in the book I was reading called Soon, which is a book about procrastination, great, fantastic read. Um, It turns out that he was more of an aphorist than actually accomplished. So he he wrote about a lot more things than he actually did, but, but the fact that he was constantly capturing meant that he was exploring and going, and he it was almost second nature. So how important is it to have that ability to have a second nature tool or, or even a trusted system that you can go to so that your brain can do the work it's meant to do? Yeah. Um, I, I think there, there are, I think almost two lines of thoughts there. So, so first, mm-hmm. um, when you, when you can capture something easily and, and write it down, it almost feels like it almost feels like it's, it's safe and it frees up your mind to, to think about, about new things, right? So that, that is uh, something that that such tools can uh, can do for you. Um, but on the other hand, that that tends it tends to get really messy over time, and you won't be able to find stuff, and it, it just gets way too much to the point where it, where you don't 
find any connections anymore. Yep. And then the, the other the other line of thought is that um, when you when you don't write things down, but just keep them in your head, they kind of stay, like stay in your brain, like annoying you a bit, right? It's mm-hmm. like like you know, I have to remember this, but I haven't written it down yet. Uh, but that that is actually forces your brain to think more about it and like make actual connections, and it kind of um, stays like in, in like the, the the subconscious part of your brain. Um, and then when when you do actually write it down, you will have a much more developed thought, and you will be able to to judge much better whether it's actually worth keeping or whether it's just one of those um, yeah like ninety nine percent of ideas that that you don't want to keep, right? right. Yeah, it's interesting because that's where I think I don't, I used to be like a relentless capture person. I still do. I still believe in like the capture everything, regret nothing kind of idea Um, to a point. I mean, if I'm going for, actually a friend of mine, Mike Schmitz, we were talking about this not too long ago. You know, I was going for a walk and I saw this wonderful, like I was walking down this wonderful pathway with trees surrounding and I wanted to take a picture of it because I was going to journal about it later. And I didn't because I'm like, you know what? I, this is not so critical that I'm not, when I, when I think about the end of my day, I'll be able to quickly recall, oh man, that walk, I really want to, I don't have a picture of it, but I, I can see it in my mind. I'll write about it and that will create whatever picture. If I want to look at this a year down the road, three months, whatever it is. I think the tricky part, and maybe you can address this, especially as somebody who's, you know, captured a lot of stuff myself is to get them out of my head. It doesn't mean it's out of my head at all. It means that I don't have to think about it anymore actively. You're right. Subconsciously, there are still some thoughts. As a matter of fact, I think sometimes what's happened, and this is why he calls them waste books or commonplace books, and I have these little notebooks. I almost call them satellite notebooks. Like They're not where things stay. They're where they go, and then I will move them to the final destination, wherever that is. If it's a bigger notebook or Obsidian or any of these other tools, napkin. There's tons of them out there. I'm not. Uh, that's the other thing. There's so many. It's tricky, right? So we'll talk a bit more yeah. about traverse in a minute, um, because again, each of them does something very particularly well and has a different mission or a different problem to solve. But what what I find often is is the interesting thing is if I capture something down, and then I noticed I've already captured it before. So, so that's, that's my brain's way of saying, Hey, 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 this is something that's important to you, whether it's something you need to do, whether it's an idea you need to bring to the forefront, whether it's something you want to explore, you've captured this once, twice, three times before you need to make sure that you bring this to your attention. So I I wonder if it's, I, I find it challenging for me. This is, and, and I'll reflect it back to you to not write something down when it comes to my head, because I don't trust that I will be able to bring it back because I've got so much in my life going on that I'm concerned I'll lose it. I'd rather do like the whole like author writing the first draft, getting it out of my head and then going back and editing and going, Oh, well that's garbage. That idea is dumb or, Oh, that task. I don't need to do that. Um, It's almost like it's a fail safe. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's that's that is a a potent filter for for signal versus noise as well. Like once you come across an an idea or something, to, uh, for like for me, it's usually like two times. Then I, then I will start taking yeah, it seriously. You get like, better. I don't think anything, anything seriously. <laughs> yeah, if, it that I really to- if it shows up three times, if it shows up three times, I'm not just thinking about the idea. I'm like, is there a 
break in my system somewhere? Like, what did I do wrong? Right. You know, that's that, then it, then that detracts me from the thing. But yeah, like if I see it a couple times and, and like you're saying, then it's like, Oh, Oh wait, this is a signal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know all of the other things is, is noise. And I think it doesn't, it's, it's probably just personal preference, whether you want to capture that like potential noise as well, as, as long as you make sure that you have a, a place, which you call like a capture inbox or whatever, where, where things are like, noise until it's clear that they are actually becoming a signal i think that's the key right it's it's like you have to know you have people don't people like systems until they have them or they like the idea of systems and then when they have it's like the like i can tell you right now i'm going through this phase of it's not a phase wow i can't believe i said that because that's automatically putting it into the context of it's not going to last very long um (laughs) i've gotten better at budgeting i'm using a program called you need a budget Jesse Meekham has been on the show before. We'll link to that in the show notes because it's a really good conversation. But the idea is budgeting, right? I've not been very good with money for pretty much all my life. So I've gotten better over the last several months at it. Uh, There have been days where my brain's gone, oh, this is fine. I don't need to do this. I don't need to do this. So like I've been working on this budgeting aspect and part of me is like, "Eh, I can let it go. But as soon as I let it go, the whole thing will start to fall apart because I'm not, a, I'm not very good at it still. B, I don't enjoy doing it, but I know it's necessary. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea of a system or a practice or a framework. I liked that idea. I still like the fact that I have it. <laughs> what I don't like is always practicing it. I don't like, and and whenever that friction shows up, that's when I've gotten better at going, well, wait a minute. That's my, that's a signal that's telling me, um, it's working and you need to not pay attention to the, don't write it down. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it because um, it's been hard. And now you're hitting this breaking point of where your willpower, your psyche or whatever is going, this is now where Mike's vulnerable, where I can say, Hey, don't, don't worry about it right now. Um, it's like the don't break the chain thing, right? Where if you break the chain for one day, unless you know that that's the day you break the chain on a, like a cheat day would be an example of breaking the chain. Right. <laughs> but then the cheat day in and of itself is a chain because you're doing a cheat day every Friday. Right. So I think that, that being, there are several things I think you need to be habitual with learning has to be one, doesn't it? Like, like if you have a system that you can trust and, and a tool that you can trust, and we'll talk about traverse here as, as close as we get close to wrapping up here in a bit, but, if you have that, I think that just opens the door up to, like, again, for lack of a better term, that, that Bradley Cooper movie Limitless, where you're like, you know what? I can throw anything in here, get re- recall on anything in here, and I've tr- I I will willingly trust it, and it will, and I will bear the fruit. I will benefit from that. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I think when you say when you say in here, it's it's important to remember what, what we're actually throwing things things in things into because obviously you're you're first putting it into a tool and the tool will will make sure that uh the tool then will make sure that it, it's transferred like back into your brain and, and stays there. And that is that is like the whole point that uh, and especially when we talk about a tool for for learning that it is transferred back into your brain and stays that stays there um for you to access it when you need it. So the point is not that the stuff is, is in the tool that that's just to make us feel, feel safe. Right. Right. The point is that it's, that is actually in your, in your brain where it's there when you need it. Cause when, when you're in 
I don't know, an an important meeting where you need this piece of information about marketing, like you're not going to search for minutes into into your your system. You you need that right there. And I think that's that's a point that a lot of the um, like note-taking or tools out there um, overlook. And like you you can have a great system there, but it becomes messy and stuff becomes hard to find to the point where it's not as useful and like actual, actual real insights rarely come from, from one of those tools because you have like Rome research where obviously everything is backlinked and you can see what you, what you're linked to it. But uh, I've, I've used it myself in the past, but it's, it's rare that you actually get an insight from those links. Like those insights come when you're having a shower, when you're having a walk. Right. So, so, so yeah, the, the, the things need to be inside your head for you to be able to have those insights. And, and, and that's like, I, like I was saying, that's where the tool comes, the tool comes in. That's where traverse is different because you're not going to sit there and open up your obsidian vault and go, hold on, let me look at this. Like you might do that in a very particular moment in time, but when you're going for a walk, you're more often than not, you're either, either having the ideas or you're learning something and you want to create out of it you want to like like you say on, on the traverse.link page which we'll link to obviously in the show notes writing equals thinking right so you're writing yeah. it out and you're thinking like that's happening at the same time the key to your point is if you don't have that tool in front of you um you don't want to be lost like because then your brain goes see this doesn't work like because because yeah. it needs to trust it but ultimately, when you have that system, and that's why I wanted to talk about the system up front, not so much the tool. Like you said, you've got the tool, which is helpful. But the system is what you rely on because you can take the system and move it from place to place to place to place to place from tool because tools come and go. But if yeah. you have that thing you trust, then – and in essence, it's supporting the main thing that you're going to need for the recall, which is – you know, between your two ears, right? Like your, your mind, your brain. So on that note, what does Traverse do if someone's looking at it and they're like, okay, Mike, Dominic, you're talking about, you've mentioned Rome research. There's, there's a plethora of them out there. It's becoming almost like the same, again, the same deluge of apps that we saw with to-do list apps uh, about a decade ago, maybe not even quite a decade ago. Um, You've got, I mean, I can rhyme them all off, but it would, we would be done the show. That's how long it would take. So what, what, when you were, when you built Traverse, what was like this, I need this for me. I can't be the only one, much like Ryder Carroll with the bullet journal. Uh, These other tools aren't doing this for me. This is why I made this. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I need a Traverse for specifically for learning, learning something real hard. Um, and the, the language, right? To, that language, that that language, and then obviously when I when I actually started building it, there were so many other things that I had to learn that were really hard as well, like well, coding, marketing, all of those things, right? Hmm. Um, so so like this this learning problem, uh, that that was not really solved by any of any of the of the apps out there. Like the, the flashcard apps did a small part of it, the note taking parts, note note taking apps did a small part of it. Mind mapping apps did a small part of it, but it was all scattered over the place, and it's like impossible to 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 manage. So basically, I, I built Traverse to have an app where you have all the tools that you need specifically for for learning, and have them in a way that um, makes sure that 
what you need to learn is, is in your brain rather than just in a tool. So as we get close to wrapping up, um, you asked me to share some stuff with you before we jumped on the call. And, and obviously we've had a good conversation here where maybe more stuff's going to show up there. So when I shared that with you, I'd love for people to be able to see kind of what, like either see what that looks like um, and how they can learn. Cause what was interesting is we talked about the things that I talk about, you know, time, productivity, expectation management, intentional living, all that stuff. So what would that look like? Does it, you know, is there some way that we can show, you know, Hey, I want to see what this looks like. Um, is there some way we can show the, the, the listener what that looks like, or is it better to describe it or how, how would we, how, what's the best way to proceed with this? Yeah. So, so we're going to put something together, which will, um, show it in, in a, a visual way, um, that the listener can then uh, clone uh, so that they can, they can use it themselves. And that, that is really the point because we're going to put something together in, the, in a way that, well, makes sense for, for me or maybe for other people who are going to help put, put that together. Um, and it's going to look really nice, like, oh, this, this piece of productivity connects to this, this philosophy and habit, things about habits and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be notes about it and obviously reminders that, that allow you to, to build that retention of those principles over time. But the key is that, that people can actually take that and create their own copy. And that's when they can, they can do this encoding. They can say, hey, for me, actually, in my personal life, this, this makes more sense to connect it to this or like, I, I don't see it this way. And they can, they can go in and change all of that stuff or they can even just use it as an inspiration and create their own copy of, of how, how it looks for them. And that is the powerful thing because that, that is what really does the encoding, like tying that to how, how it works for you personally because learning is, is highly personal. Right, right. And this is why I want to make this a bonus episode for people so people can go, okay, you know what? Uh, I like this idea. I, I want to be able to, to create connective thoughts. I want to be able to, we live in a world that, you know, we lifelong learners want to be able to, th- there's no shortage of a, things to learn. We are exposed to so much stuff. Yeah. Uh, and if we can find a way to tap into that and leverage it and, and retain it and then use it, um, I'm all for that. So, uh, Dominic, this has been great. Where can people keep up with you? We'll obviously put this link in the show notes for what people want to share and stuff like that to make it like for the people to be able to grab it. So that's going to be super cool. But the other things I want to add is where people can learn more about you, get more information about Traverse and, uh, and, and, you know, whatever else you might want to share before we wrap up. Yeah. So, so, uh, the greatest, the best way is probably just sign up for Traverse and you will be on my email list. Um, you'll get a bunch of introductory emails, which describe a lot of the functions that we talk about, but you also get like my, my weekly email newsletter. Um, then there's a couple of other places um, on Twitter. I, I haven't been active lately, but I'm going to be active um, again soon uh, at Dominic Zelstra. Um, so yeah, that, that's probably uh, the best place apart from that. Uh, and and uh, LinkedIn, you can find me as well. LinkedIn uh, slash Dominic Zelstra. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to tapping into uh, Traverse a little bit deeper as well. Thanks so much, Dominic, for having a productive conversation with me today. Yeah. And oh, um, I think we will put uh, what we just talked about together, basically the best tools about productivity, put that together in a mind map and make it available at uh, Traverse.link slash Mike Vardy. That works what do you perfectly. Think? I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, this has been great. I really appreciate it. 
Uh, thanks so much for taking the time. We we and like you said off the top of the call, we we started this conversation. Uh, we had a tool that we were using that didn't quite cut the mustard, so we switched <laughs> back to you get back to the basics, and we got back yeah. to the basics for this one. And I think that what you're what we've talked about here helps you get back to the basics of how you can retain, how you can learn. And and yeah. and traverse traverse look you know I I'm looking forward to exploring it more and yeah thanks for thanks for that special link and again thanks for having a a productive conversation with me today thank you Mike thanks to Dominic for joining me today on the program again a nice little bonus episode so all you need to do to get the show notes for this episode it's a bit of a different one when we do bonus episodes. So all you need to do is go to productivityist.com slash podcast bonus traverse. So podcast bonus traverse, it's linked the app you're using right now. So all you have to do is click on that link and you're good to go. By the way, when you're in that app, subscribe to the podcast. That way you don't miss a single episode of what's to come including bonus episodes that we throw here every once in a while. This would be an example of that. Plus, you can go back and listen to the archives far faster, far simpler, because you'll be subscribed to the podcast. And when you hit those show notes and you go to that URL I sent you, you should also pay a visit to the sponsors page. That way you can support the show by checking out the sponsors that we talked about today. So just go to productivities.com slash podcast sponsors to make that happen. I'm glad I was able to make this bonus episode happen for you. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of A Productive Conversation, reminding you to stop doing productive and start being productive. See you later.